Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to exclusive content brought to you by Seekers Guidance. We are committed to make reliable Islamic knowledge accessible and free of charge. Help us in our mission by making a small donation at seekersguidance.org slash donate. Even $10 a month can go a long way. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah Assalamu alaikum. Warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala sayyidina rasulullah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Alhamdulillah in our sessions on embracing excellence in which we've been going through this amazing treasure of spiritual wisdom that is the book of assistance of Imam al-Haddad which shows us clear steps on the straight path of the sunnah of the Prophet how to bring the sunnah of the Prophet into our lives outwardly and inwardly. We began looking at one of the longest chapters in the book, and this is the, the chapter on patience. And we looked at the fact that patience is of various types, right? So Imam Al Haddad tells us that. Patience is four categories according to him. The first type of patience is patience, sabr, in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he told us that requires sincerity and presence of heart. Right? So in your acts of obedience, focus on seeking the pleasure of Allah. Right? That is sincerity. So if you make that intention and you try to strive for presence of heart in your actions, you'll find being patient with them, much easier. And strive to do them well outwardly. And one of the keys being, because then you'll find the benefit. Secondly, patience away from sin. And that is, the key to that is to keep away from what causes the sin. The people that cause you to sin, the places that cause you to sin, the activities that result in you then sinning. And we talked about that yesterday. The third type of, of patience is patience with disliked matters. Right? One is patience in tests and tribulations. And the second, which is where we reached, is patience with the harm that comes from people. Right? And we looked at this being patience with, with people being good character. And the key to that is that when people hurt and harm you, that you don't hate, you don't dislike the person who's hurting you, you do not seek ill for them, you do not speak ill about them, and you don't reciprocate their harm with harm. Right? While shielding yourself from being harmed, while shielding yourself, from being harmed. And we saw the great virtues yesterday of res restraining one's rage and anger. Right? And if one can uphold this quality of patience with people, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us and you this quality, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors one with good character. Because good character, he says, is the pinnacle of virtues 
and the foundation of all perfections. It's a pinnacle. Good character is the pinnacle of all virtues and the foundation of good you know, and the foundation of all perfections. This is an amazing statement, right? And so this is where we're continuing from. That whoever remains patient with the hurt and harm of people will be honored with having good character. And he says, Good character is the pinnacle of virtues and it is the basis of all human perfections. That's an amazing statement. The Prophet ﷺ said, Nothing is weightier on the scales on the day of resurrection than good character. And a servant will attain through good character the ranks of those who pray and fast consistently. And the Prophet ﷺ said, The most beloved of you to me, and the closest of you to me in, in place on the day of resurrection will be those of you who are best in character. That's a huge opportunity for anyone who cares. So the key to closeness to the Prophet ﷺ in the hereafter, which is the key to closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upholding good character. And then Imam al-Haddad quotes the great early Imam known for his mastery of the science of hadith, known for his mastery of the science of fiqh, known for his great jihad fi sabilillah, known also for his zuhud, for his renunciation. Abdullah ibn al-Mubarak, that good character is a cheerful countenance, doing good and avoiding harm. And this is a practical key to good character. That if you want to uphold good character, hold fast to three things. First, have a cheerful face. Meet everyone with a cheerful face that you intend inwardly. And deal with people with a cheerful face. Smile. Right? Number two, do good to people. Do good to people. So. Even those who hurt you, right? Take the means to avoid the, their hurt and harm, but at the same time, you should be, you should still do good to them. So even if there is someone you have disagreements with, etc., but they have a project that is good, even in some ways, you don't agree with it fully, but they have a good project, part of good characters, support it, right? Do good to people. Even those with whom you are at some level of differing. Even if you differ with them at some level or the other. So have a cheerful countenance. Do good to people. And number three, hold back from harming anyone in any way. Right? And this is challenging. It is challenging. But this is the way of people of Success. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us a new of them and forgive us when we fall short. And Imam al-Ghazali, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala benefit us 
from his knowledge and wisdom and teachings, said that good character is a firmly rooted capacity within oneself from which good actions emanate with ease. So he defined good character as being a firm capacity within oneself through which good actions emanate with ease. And a key to cultivating good character is to have a good state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have a good state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strive for consistency in one's spiritual routines with the focus on sincerity in one's spiritual routines, the meaning of I'm doing this for the pleasure of Allah. Right? Number two, to remember Allah much. To remember Allah with sincerity and with presence of heart. Because you work on sincerity in your remembrance, then this quality of seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will flood over into one's worldly life. It'll flood over into one's worldly life. Third, um, so this is really a key in this. Um, Imam Al-Haddad then says the fourth type of patience. The fourth type of patience is patience in refraining from one's sinful desires, the shahawat. Right? Now in general, a desire is anything that one inclined to, inclines towards of appetites. It's a desire. But desires can be, some desires are obligatory. The, the, the extent of the desire for food by which you'll survive is obligatory to listen to. Because if you don't, you die, you're sinful. The desire for, you know, so some desires are obligatory. Some desires are recommended. And you're rewarded for, including intercourse with one's spouse. One is rewarded for. The Sahaba are surprised at that thought. So not all desires are bad. Some are obligatory. Some are recommended. Some are disliked if they relate to outcomes that are dislikable to Allah, that are makruh. But when they mention desires, they mean sinful desires, which are those matters that are either in themselves sinful or a matter that might not be sinful in itself, but whose consequences will be sinful. So, for example, like I had a friend who said, I think it's haram for me to go to Dairy Queen. I said, why? I said, because there's this really... Beautiful, you know, beautiful hijabi girl who works there. And I always go and it's her shift. I said, how do you know it's her shift? That took a long time to figure it out. So yeah, so going to Dairy Queen or is not sinful, but going to Dairy Queen because you're going to do something haram, which is fantasize about somebody, would make an per otherwise permissible act impermissible in your case. And this, is, and this is the key, right? The, the, the key to avoiding sin is to 
Identify what is it that leads you to the sin and to hold yourself away from that matter. Like so many people, you know, they struggle with addictions related to their internet usage, pornography, etc. The key isn't to say, is to, the key is not just to try to avoid the sin itself, the key is to identify what, is, what circumstances you fall into sin with. And you have to create a barrier. And if the closest cause is not sufficient, then you have to set the barrier further back. Right? Until you are able to leave the sin. So you say, well, nighttime, when I'm alone, in my bedroom, is when I commit sin. So those things avoid internet usage in those circumstances. Right? Set barriers for yourself. It helps also to consult, right? to get someone. You know, we don't disclose our sins, but having a mentor, whether a learned mentor or even a sincere friend, to go to somebody and say, look, I need your help. Right? And that's, that's not from disclosing sin. You don't tell all your friends, but there's somebody you trust to keep tabs with you, to check in with you once a week. And this is one of the ways that one can, you know, don't just try to do it on your own. Consult, but also to have someone who mentors you, either a, a learned person who could, who could both consult and also help you, co coach you through it. And sometimes it can be a trusted friend. And that's one of the great merits of good company that one, ha one has tanasuh, one advises one another. So, so that's a key to, to being able to have patience from sinful desires. And what's a sinful desires? Right, so it's from sinful desires, but Imam Al-Haddad broadens it. He said, patience with, from, with, with one's desires, and desires are all that one's self inclines to of permitted things in this life. Because spiritually, one needs to break one's attachment to worldly things. Because that, that dis distracts from prioritizing the next life. You love the immediate things. And you, what is the consequence of these inclinations towards the worldly? Is that you leave the hereafter. Uh, there is, on Friday, this Imam at Masjid Al-Quds in Cape Town gave this very funny statement at the Masjid. He says, um, brothers and sisters, I wanted to announce that, that even though Liverpool is playing tomorrow, and I'm a Liverpool fan, please note that we will still be holding taraweeh. And he made this whole announcement, but in the end he said, and may Allah make Liverpool victorious. And I've met the guy, so he's a good, good imam. But, you know, sometimes our, these inclinations keep us away from what is a greater priority. And, Of course, the most incumbent of those desires are those sinful or those that result in sin. Complete patience with one's desires occurs, he says, if one withholds oneself inwardly from even thinking about them or inclining towards them. Because all 
all harm begins with a thought. Right? All harm begins with a thought, then becomes an inc inclination, and then becomes a resolve. So the further you go from it, right? which is why one of the beautiful sunnahs of the Prophet the Prophet when he left home, would lower his gaze from all things that did not concern him. People concerned him. So when he walked, he walked with purpose, yet he would be the first person to greet people. And when he greeted people, he would not just greet them by turning his head. He turned completely. Because people are of concern to him. But useless things, right? And that's part when you, you know, one of the times when you leave home is when you get on the internet. You would practice this to lower your gaze from things that don't concern you. Ads don't concern you. Right? And it's wacky. Like sometimes I lose sight of how much people watch advertising because we don't, if you start, because I was stuck at watching, a, was well, not watching, but stuck with a basketball game being, being played at, a, at an iftar I was at, I was shocked, like, how much advertising do people cycle through just by stuff they watch? And of course, it, it eventually, if it didn't work, they wouldn't pay for it. Right? So all those kinds of things require some consideration. Don't even think about it and be very careful of inclining towards it. Right? So that's why one needs to have a... You know, the, it has come in the prophetic tradition, al-himyatu ra'su dawa Right? The, you know, that the protective treatments, right, the protection is, is the best of cures. Right? Protection. The himya was, is the right regimen. Right? That you'd have the right diet and the right things that you know that you implement in your life that is the best medicine and likewise having a protective shield between one and certainly sinful desires and also desires that just distract one is the key he, he says outwardly one has patience with one's desires by holding oneself back from pursuing them. But that's more difficult. Because the further you put the barrier between you and sin, the, the safer you are. Right? The safer you are. And one of the ways to keep a barrier is to take account of your time. And they say, نَفْسُكَ إِلَّمْ تَجْغَلْهَا بِخَيْرٍ شَغَلَتْكَ That the nature of yourself is that if you don't busy yourself with good, you'll busy yourself with the bad. The, the worst of the bad is the sinful. But they say, Al-Fawatu Khusran, missing out is loss itself. Because if you don't plan the 168 days, the hours you have in the week, the fact that you missed out is loss itself. Right? Imam, Imam Razi has a really thought really, really deeply, Imam Fakhreddin Razi, about Surah Al-Asr. And he thought deeply about many things, but and he says that the loss that the human being is immersed in, right? that loss is of two types. There's a quantitative loss that we just miss out on some of the perfection, some aspects of faith. We miss out on some of the fruits of faith. 
We miss out on some of the good deeds. We miss out on some of the calling to the good and, and calling to steadfastness. But there's also qualitative loss, which is falling short from perfecting our faith, falling short from um, perfecting the, the good deeds that we engage in. So he said, the human condition is one of almost inevitable loss. At one level, everyone besides the Prophet is in some degree of falling short. Right? Anyone besides the prophets as a whole falls short. Because no one reaches the, the, the standing of the prophets in faith, good deeds, and calling to truth and calling to patience. Right? So that sense of shortcoming. So one needs to have an urgency. When it comes to patience with one's desires, one thing that drives this patience is to know the harm of pursuing one's idle desires. Right? That these busy one away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These busy one away from His worship. So many people are busy. But you say, okay, what are you really busy with? Anyone who isn't, isn't, who has self-respect, okay, that I'm a rational human being, I pursue benefit. It's very hard to argue that, okay, sitting and watching hours of some Netflix show is better and more beneficial than, we're not saying like 10 hours of, you know, someone's, many people find it not so difficult to watch 10 hours of Netflix over the week, but say, okay, do 10 hours of Nephil worship. Now we're not even saying 10 hours. A good deed is rewarded tenfold. Do one hour of extra worship in the week. So I, I'm busy, got lots to do in my life. Right? So that's the harm of following one's desires. And the ulama say, وَعَمَلْ وَلَوْ بِعُشْرٍ كَالزَّكَاتِ And the Zubad in Shafi Fiqh says, وَعَمَلْ وَلَوْ بِعُشْرٍ Act even with one-tenth, like zakat, with the zakat on crops. تَنْجُوا بِنُورِ الْعِلْمِ مِنْ ظُلُمَاتِ You'll succeed through the light of knowledge, which is the light of acting on knowledge, from many darknesses. So, and apply that one-tenth rule, right? You have to diplomacy with the self, leave something of the useless, and just and set, set a deal, because the nafs gets scared. The nafs is, has a lot of cowardice. It's okay. Give up the extra shows, and substitute it for a little bit of worship. Isn't that to, to your benefit? And one of the things that helps is give some reward. Right? Give some reward. If you do that, We'll go out for, for, you need for the, for 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 some from for ribs, for example. We'll give you a treat, right? And yeah, they say diplomacy is one of the ways to be able to hold back oneself from these desires. So it busies you away from Allah Himself. It busies you from His worship. It it also makes one susceptible to fall into doubtful matters and prohibited matters. And it also stirs within us the overwhelming 
attachment to, to the worldly. To, to the worldly. And which is, the worldly are those things that busy you away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So one becomes attached to them. And then one, one's focus, one's long-term focus becomes this world and enjoying its desires. Abu Sulaiman al-Darani said, leaving, and who was one of the great early Muslims, buried just outside Damascus in Daraya, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala return, you know, grant you know, justice and, and well-being to those troubled lands. And one of the great imams of the Salaf, he said, تَرْكُ شَهْوَةٍ وَاحِدًا مِنْ عِبَادَةِ سَنَةٍ Leaving one desire, okay? one desire that is not, of, not pursued in a beneficial manner, is better for the heart than a, a year's worship. And, he's, and he says, وَمَنْ أَدْمَنَ الصَّبْرَ عَنِ الشَّهَوَاتِ أَكْرَمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بِخْرَاجِ حُبِّهَا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ Whoever become constant in holding themselves patient from, in keeping away from desires, Allah will honor by taking the love for these desires from their heart until they can say, as some of the knowers of Allah said, أَشْتَهِي أَنْ أَشْتَهِي لِأَتْرُكَ مَا أَشْتَهِي فَلَا أَجِدُ مَا أَشْتَهِي says, I, I desire to desire to leave my desires such that I don't find anything that I desire. I desire to desire that I leave my desires in a manner that I no longer find any desires. Because what, what is love? Right? What some of the early Muslims said, Al-Mahabbatu antahaba kullaka liman ahbabt hatta la yabqa laka minka shay. Right? True love is that, you, is that the one who loves leaves everything of their self for the one they love until nothing of themselves remains for them. The true lover is the one whose every inclination is towards their beloved. And that love is not easy, which is why one of the great poets of the Islamic spiritual tradition, Ibn al-Farid, who has an amazing imagination, he imagines that a young aspiring lover comes to him and he says, Said that, and this is of course on the high levels of if you, someone wants to be truly in love, he says, I advise you when it comes to love, then you just leave this way. Because I know the way of love. He said, Why? Because love. Its very rest is torment. Its beginning is ailment and its end is death. Right? That the, the person who truly loves gives everything they have. Right? The, the one who loves is the one whose everything is directed towards Allah. If one doesn't reach that level, at least to realize that there's a lot more to pursue and we take steps 
towards it. But as one of the great uh, Western Muslim thinkers said, you know, the, for some people, their aspiration is to, is to reach, when they look at a mountain, their aspiration is to reach the top of the mountain. Those are the people of high aspiration. See a mountain, I want to get there. But the, is there any benefit in the presence of the mountain for those who don't have those high aspirations? And it does. At least it, it gives them something to look up towards. Right? Something to look up towards. That not, not to be content with utter mediocrity. Right? To say at least let me go part of the way up. Right? I'll get a good view. Right? So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us these aspirations and grant us true patience. Patience with the patience in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Patience in leaving sins. Patience with people and, and disliked matters. And patience from our desires. وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمُ بَارَكَ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا وَنَبِيْنَا مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Thank you for listening. This lesson was brought to you by Seekers Guidance, the world's first truly global Islamic seminary. Visit SeekersGuidance.org to access reliable Islamic knowledge taught by qualified teachers. We offer a wide range of courses, podcasts, articles, and a world-class answer service, all completely free of charge. This is made possible solely by supporters like you. Be a partner in this blessed work by making a small donation at seekersguidance.org donate. Even $10 a month can go a long way. Our beloved Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Whoever guides someone to goodness will have a similar reward. So don't forget to share this lesson and join us in spreading prophetic guidance.